we have a very special guest in the studio with his newest album called Light, which is um, a sequel to the album Dark. We have in the studio Christopher Port. Welcome to this um, studio. It's so lovely to have you here today. How have you been lately? Good, thanks. Yeah, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. Um, we love the new album. Now. I think that's the... It's kind of cool how you had Dark as an EP leading into Light, and it's they're almost complementary. Was that the intention here? Or are they supposed to parallel each other? Um, kind of both at the same time, really. It's sort of, um, yeah, I mean, the whole thing, so the whole, both of these EPs are sort of under the title of Everything in Quotes, uh, um, and then it's sort of like Everything in Quotes Dark, and then Everything in Quotes Light. So that sort of came from, there's this fashion designer called Virgil Abloh, he has this thing where he puts everything in quotes, like he just puts things he sees and, and there's part of the design um, of like the clothes that he makes and the objects and accessories and stuff in his fashion line, um, puts them in quotes and the whole idea is just that it's sort of like just giving them a bit of irony, sort of taking them out of context. <laughs> um, and so that, that was the whole thing. It was like, it was sort of like dark. Yeah. In quotes, like putting your fingers up, doing quote marks. Um, and then light, same thing. Because um, I think, at least from, from where I sit and, I'm, and I think about electronic music in Australia, it's like most of the time it's sort of car- categorised in a, in a, in a uh, mass sense. as like mm. anything that's sort of dancey or whatever um, and is sort of in a minor key or anything is all very, yes. it's dark and it's, in the club and it's all this you know it's sort of i just found that really kind of limiting and kind of funny at the same time that everyone it was always dark it was always called dark no <laughs> exactly. matter what you did and it's just sort of like well how do i escape that because it's like i don't yes i do like dark electronic music but i love all the shades and like yes all of that sort of stuff you know in between all of those sort of things so it sort of felt like i just wanted to and how do you go about, like, creating your music? Like, is it kind of you get an inspiration and that, that's where you go with it, or...? Uh, it's different. Um, I mean, I, I do it on a laptop, and yep. so it's all... Um, it's just all purely done in the box, as they say, I guess, like, within the laptop. Um, I mean, I have synthesizers and stuff that I play on the tracks and put and layer things up, but, um, yeah, it's all just me... Um, making the sounds, putting them together. <laughs> and, and is that like a similar process to the clothing line inspiration? I noticed that you've, you've had the recent release of the light uh, jackets that mm-hmm. have come out. Um, is that a similar kind of process that you go through? You see something and that inspires you to create? Yeah, I mean, definitely taking like lots of influence from fashion designers and all that sort of stuff. But um or specific fashion designers. Virgil, obviously, is one, but, um, like, Raph Simmons and um, John Galliano and lots of different designers. But um, at least with the dark, clo- the, the dark like, clothing line, that was, like, a lot more handmade, couture, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and these ones were a lot more, like, really quick, um, sort of just more, like, um, yeah, like, tried in a light sense, like, just tried to do them really quickly, um and they're sort of more an edit, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like some people edit their clothes, like they sort of chop things up and they sort of do it and they sort of like customize 
their own clothes, which I really liked. Mm. I got really into. So I sort of just took that idea and sort of ran with that one this time around. Again, to sort of mirror the whole lightness of everything, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In quotes, obviously. <laughs> yeah. uh, and um, what about, we're going to be playing your song DTF up. Are you able to tell yeah. us a bit about that and also about the name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a bit yeah. funny. <laughs> Was it an abbreviation or? Um, I don't know. Could be. Is it the abbreviation <laughs> of a dating app bio that people would assume or? I don't know. Yeah, yeah again. <laughs> I mean, I, it's, again, like, with, with this whole thing, it was, like, to the point of just, like, um, it. I wanted everything to just be light and kind of funny and just, like, not necessarily make sense per se. Yeah. It wasn't, I didn't want this big concept on it. I didn't want... I was making that thing, making that track, um, and, of course, like, so in this program that I use, like, with anything on a computer, it's like you make something and then you got to save it, right? So yes. it was just like, comes up with, what are you going to call this thing? <laughs> so pretty much, I, it's always just working titles or just funny things that I can think of in that split second, just to actually label it to keep yeah. it somewhere on my computer. So it came up, and I finished. You know, I was working on this thing, and I spent an hour just playing around with the drums and whatever, and then. Um, I literally just put that in just to make myself laugh, and then, <laughs> and then I and then afterwards when I finished the track, I was like, that would be really funny to make radio announcers or anyone <laughs> just say DTF on the radio. I think that's really it's hilarious. a lot of character. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. yeah, but that's about as deep as it gets. So. Um, well, this is DTF uh, by Christopher Port on his latest. Uh, EP, uh, everything in quotes light. Um, take a listen and let us know what you think at, at Sunday Sweets on Twitter. Something yeah. a little bit more character than the average, you know, dark in the club song that we can't um, find one dif- artist different from than the other. Beautiful. I've, um, I was wondering, uh, with like Future Classic, I know that that's quite a big label. Mm-hmm. Is, are you planning any possible collaborations on that? Just because that vocalization there sounded a little bit like, or reminded me a little bit like Anna Luno. Oh yeah, sweet. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Um, hey, down for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think with collaborations, like straight up collaborations, in terms of like, you know you work with someone on a track and then like I, I those sort of things for me at least need to be quite organic for lack of a better term you know yeah. yes Not organic yet. in quotes but like you know it just need to be natural like you need to at least sort of like know the person in a way and have chatted about music and have you know be on a similar page I guess in a way and like because that's the driving force for you to work together in the first place like if you if you, hey, we like the same music. Hey, we enjoy working in a similar way. Hey, let's get together and do that. As opposed to like some sort of like, hey, you, someone else thinking it for you. You yeah, know, it's like, yeah. oh, you two would be great together in the studio. You should get together. And it's like, that's not something that I have much experience with people doing that for me. It's not really mm. something that works. But of course, I mean, you know, she's amazing. And you always, you never say never. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Also, we have a quote from her. Uh, it's, ooh, I'll actually show it to you. Ooh, I love this. <laughs> Writing that perfect solic, sonic balance between future and classic, not bloody easy. <laughs> <laughs> that 
That actually sums so. it up very well. Yeah. And I think that light and dark have that feel to it. It's something that's a little bit extra, but it's so it's nice with modern music, but it feels like the future of that kind of electronic indie kind of music. Do you have any aspirations for your next project now you've finished this chapter i think i've read a quote of you somewhere saying that light and dark was something of a chapter of your music now that that's closed and your mm. ideas for what's next um i mean i have the vaguest of ideas i have like you know things that are some it's more just like combinations of sounds that i want to put together at the moment and that's about as, as far as it's gone i mean i've got i've always got like a million things you know ratting around on my computer somewhere that's like things that you know are cool and would warrant like dedicating some time to but it just depends like i'm sort of keen to take my time and yes and uh, i kind of want to a good friend of mine um tom yansek is from a band called big scary also he plays in no mono at the moment he's sort of a producer for that band which is a really good band you should check out and um and his sort of thing between projects is um, really inspiring because he, we were you know just talking one day and he's sort of saying how he really wants to, between every record that he makes, with a band or project that he's in, he really wants to sort of like relearn something and sort of just like change up the whole thing. It's like yeah. you know you have habits, you know you work on things and you have a way of working and it's like really beneficial and mm -hmm. it gets the job done in a sense like you finish music and you put it out and that's great and then i sort of made these two records in the same in a similar way at least very similar way like the way it was constructed and just the logistical things of how i put it together were yes. very similar so it's like now i really sort of want to switch that up a bit more and like do things that i don't normally do and see what happens as opposed to just kind of working the same way i sort of want to switch it up a bit so what that is, I don't know yet, but we'll see. Awesome. Yeah. And um, I heard you mentioned Big Scary there and actually wanted to ask you about that because mm -hmm. I saw somewhere that there was like some sort of collaboration and even with um, with Ailing. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just tell us a bit about that. Well, so I I have played drums with Ailing for quite a while um, and she's been um, studying um, nursing and stuff at the moment, so she's sort oh, of wow. been taking some time out. Mm. Um, from touring because we toured a bunch so yeah because she released her album was it last year yeah she did yeah mm. so we did a tour for that and that was really great um, and yeah but she's sort of been taking a bit of a break um, as have Big Scary because I play live with Big Scary um, but a lot of that sort of slowed down a bit and as well like because we all have the same manager so. <laughs> ah, it's nice and convenient yeah, yeah which is convenient so um, and so his sort of it's all been quite convenient with me being more active and then those vans sort of being quieter. Mm. So there's less conflict of, yes. of yep. like booking or anything, um, which is good. So, um, yeah, but yeah, our manager sort of like, you know, plans it all out. Well, this next song that we're going to play, Chris, is What I Leave Behind. Can you mm -hmm. tell us a bit about the making of that? Um, yeah, I mean, again, it was sort of made... In, t in a similar way um, to the other tracks on on light and dark, but um, I don't know. It was sort of, I think at least how I made it, it was like the drums that I made first, uh. and then it was just through the nature of the sounds that I got, the samples that I had, 
they sort of lent it to being, you know, a slower jam, for lack of a better word, slower song. Um, and so it just naturally went that way. Um, you know, people ask, like, how do you, you know, the, dif the difference between, like, making a slow song and then, like, a club thing. It's, like, just very natural because it's, like, I, I wouldn't put those drum sounds necessarily in a club track, really, right, yeah. like, just mm. because rhythmically they wouldn't work necessarily and and it would sound weird if I tried to speed them up to, like, <laughs> oh, a yeah, club tempo like or something. <laughs> it would just sort of sound... It wouldn't sound good, so it was just, like, the drums naturally fell that way and then... Um, what came after that but the rest came after that so pretty organic yeah. but yeah. because you started with the drums is that a habit that you have that maybe you're trying to break for next projects is that I one think, that you're uh, touching on maybe like when I first started making stuff because I was a drummer and I had oh, little yeah because I'm a drummer um, exactly by trade I guess anyway um, <laughs> like I I I didn't want initially when I started producing music I like didn't make drums didn't make any drums for like a year probably because wow. I was like look I know how to do that I know eventually it will come like and my drums will work and it will be fine because I I've been doing that for years so I was like it'll come and so I just spent like probably about a year just trying to like do chords and harmony and synths and all wow. that sort of stuff and then eventually let myself make drums properly and then that's when I did the from my first record and then ever since then I've sort of just been like gradually giving myself more yeah. leeway to just like <laughs> make a ton of drums and I've probably made way too many drums but <laughs> of things that haven't been finished and I'll do that all the time like probably at least maybe once a day or once every other day I'll just like make a bunch of drums and then just for the sake of it just because I enjoy it and then maybe it becomes something maybe it doesn't I've just got a million projects with yeah. just drums in them on my computer and it's like, oh, I probably might get around to using those one day, but maybe not. And it's it's just, I just keep doing it constantly now. And then, um, so we'll see if I can switch it up a bit and maybe stop doing so many. Uh, maybe you can do a drum drums. EP. Yeah, 100%. Well, I've been doing these edits lately, like of just like old soul songs and things where it's, I literally just have the acapella vocal and drums and that's all I do, put in the track. And <laughs> I think it sounds really good, but people might not get it. But anyway, we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure it'll be really amazing. <laughs> um, this all comes off of Christopher Port's new album, Light, which is a sequel to his Dark. Do enjoy What I Leave Behind. You listen to Synth 90.7. And that was What I Leave Behind by Christopher Port from his newest long play, Dark. Any um, stories from when you're playing live, Chris? Any technical difficulties that you've had? or? Actually, I just thought, now that you ask, I, we did a gig. We did a, um, like, the other label that I'm on, Paida, Melbourne label. They, um, we did, a, like, a rooftop party thing. Um, <laughs> it was a party. It just happened to be on like my little interface thing from my computer sort of just was playing up and um so it took a while for me to get it going but um but 
Yeah, so I was sort of standing up there in front of everyone. There was music going, thankfully, but it was just sort of like pushing it back later and later and I was like trying to get this thing working and it just would would load up and then like crash and not be happy and then (laughs) I have to reboot my computer again and load all this other stuff and then it was just sort of kind of a bit awkward just standing in front of everyone and just being like, "Mm, Well, as an electrical artist, especially when you first um, started off trying to make music independently, play with these tracks, syncing them together. Did it take a while to get used to using different technology, trying to find your sound while encasing a certain system? Um, yeah, well, it, it took me a while to sort of feel comfortable because, like, playing live music when you have an instrument in front of you, it's like you're very... Um, well, you're, well, you're just able to affect the music right away, like, instantaneously. It's like if I want to play something different, mm. it's right there and I just play different you know like like split second but obviously there's a bit more preparation and a bit more organization that comes with like playing um with a laptop and stuff so it's like i try to get it as like instantaneous as i can and and i think the way i have it set up now it's pretty pretty close to being able to like change the mood and change the vibe quickly um so it's not as constrictive as it might seem, like I am able to sort of improvise quite a bit and change the whole vibe of the thing and sort of change the mood and try to go with it a bit more as opposed to just being a slave to what's on there, you know? And what's next for you? Are you um, going on tour yeah. um, for this latest album? Yeah, yeah. So there's a Melbourne show on the 15th of September at the Works Club. Um, yeah, I'll be playing... Um, DJ Emmeline, DJ Laurie are playing as well. Um, and there'll be another live act, which we'll announce soon. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I haven't played in Melbourne for a while, so Ooh. it'll be played live in Melbourne for a while, so it'll be really nice to to do a show. So. And, and any festivals coming up? Um, yeah, there is a festival now whose name escapes me. It's like a nice <laughs> little one in the country, but I can't remember it. To top of my head, but um, yeah, hopefully over over summer, I think will be awesome. Um, a thing over mm. New Year's and stuff. So we'll and how do you go about translating your songs into a live show? Because you were saying earlier um, that it's all kind of on your laptop. Mm. How do you go about translating that into a live performance? Um, well, I sort of I, I split a lot of the parts of the songs up into loops. Um, sometimes things do sort of run, but. A lot of the time I try to get it as loop-based as possible because then I can bring things in and out. Um, I've got some other little gadgets that sort of help me do Mm. that. Um, And then, yeah, that's sort of how I set it up. But it's just me, um, yeah, a bunch of stuff, a bunch of laptop stuff on the table. <laughs> I don't know if you want to know what I use, but it's kind of boring. But anyway, it's and like, also yeah. maybe a hat that's <laughs> yeah. flipped around the back. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, yeah, just split it all up and try to make it feel live and stuff. So. Awesome. And where can yeah. our listeners find you if they want to find out more about your wonderful music? Uh, Christopherport.com. That's the place to go. Great. Everything I've ever done is there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in today. Thanks so much for having me. It's super nice of you. Thanks so Looking much. forward to hearing more about your future projects, and we love what you've done with Light and Dark. All the best, Christopher. Cheers. Thanks.